0: Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. It has been a while, hasn't it? That's a theme song I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, only in my nightmares. Um, Well, uh, we decided it was time to do a quick sort of pre-release issue 18 podcast thing. And we're uh, sat here after what has been quite a testing year, has to be said. It's
1: been it's carried on going <laughs> we haven't had any sun either which has kind of ruined the entire
0: year for me yeah we had no yeah, it was a thursday there was a little bit but oh when was that uh, so, back in like june i think may june yeah it's yeah it's horrible it, it's that's that's been pretty horrible and in fact weather has been the source of many trials and tribulations of late i mean um, i blame liz truss Oh, well, it's I, I, all part of that bloody mini budget you did last year. I blame all Tories. Um, but uh, anyway, the uh, upshot was our office got flooded back in October the 20th. And um, it had half a foot of water in it and destroyed pretty much everything. I mean, it didn't just have water in it. Uh, yeah, we had some floating objects uh, and uh, flotsam and jetsam. Um, as a result of around in this rural area, lots of people have septic tanks and some of them breached and then emitted their lovely stuff up and, um, yeah, then came through the garden into, into the office. So that was, that was fun. Um other developments well uh, we're now sat in my front room because obviously there is no office so. so i'm quite finished drying it out yet no it is it's sucking 400 and something quid a, a month in electricity on on sucking crap out so that's fun so if you do hear we are as a result surrounded by dogs and other bits and bobs that you normally get in a household so if you do hear barking stuff that is what it is we haven't captured them they are here and i can't get rid of them and it's only because you don't want to turn the heating on I won't turn the heating on. That that costs money and at the moment. That don't work. Um, so anyway, we we've we've sort of got by, and to our amazement, uh, we've managed to get eighteen out to the printers, um, pretty much on time. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a week later than we have done. Yeah, the
1: past. we we normally do it a week about a week earlier, but that kind of takes into account how
0: long we were down when the the flood came out the flood is limited and also uh, to be fair we were originally when we're planning this issue out in september we were planning on going to poland we were planning on going to italy we were planning on going to lots of places that we didn't so then we ended up going to various other places which we will talk about shortly yeah um so yeah given we've we've about turned on stuff i think i think we're we're, i mean i'm not one for giving oneself a a pat on the shoulder or anything but we've we've got to do that anymore i get
1: cramping in my shoulder
0: (laughs) So it's all fun. But um, issue 18, uh, as you can imagine, we'll kick off with the CCA, uh, the Car Care Adventures. Oh, it uh, kicks off with news, actually. Uh, no, you're damn right. Absolutely.
1: Um, right, to be fair, there's a front cover as well and contents page, but yeah, they're yeah, fairly generic. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a really good, really good cover this show, I,
0: I think it's my favourite, I hate to say it, but mark I love for, yellow. Mark for our anniversary. Well, you see, no, cars, cars uh, uh, apologies uh, to the owner of the car, but uh, cars, not my... I mean, it's it's not golf, but it's the colours. I'm into colours, and it's yellow, and it's that's cool. It's a Porsche yellow, is it? Yes. Ah. Well, I like I that. Hope so, that's what we've re- <laughs> that's, what, we've said. that's um, what That's what you got from um, uh, from Joe. That's yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, he would know. He painted it um and and originally we I I went and did the shoot down in in Wales not Wales and uh he well I'd done it all very bright white colors with the yellow in the middle and I thought I like it but it's not quite there and then we both decided because we did have an option for a front cover that was so close but didn't happen so it was our fallback and then uh Ian you turned the background kind of black basically yes kind of
1: inverting a lot of the colors in there um, with the magic of Lightroom. But no, yeah. I don't want to seem like it's an over because it wasn't originally a very nice, very good photo. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> but which made it better. <laughs> As with so many things. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, so that was I, – I, I do like that cover. I think my favourite otherwise is 9, which is the BMW in it was it weird how the front covers are with cars that I'm not really a big fan of? Um, but it was BMW – weird how none be? of the front covers are yours? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> none of the front cover cars are yours. Oh, no, they're none of mine, no. Well, <laughs> no one in their right mind would put an old Subaru on the front of a, of a magazine. I thought you went in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I did, actually, in fairness, I did an April Fool's this year, which was uh, Uncrashable 3, uh, when it was just about to be stripped down by Toby for, for um, vinyl wrapping and uh, did a joke front cover saying that it one Salon Privé. And I did get one message to Paige asking how do you enter your car to Salon Privé. Well,
1: was it not Salon Privé serving you legal notice?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how did your car survive all the flood, by the way? how uh, Sorry, how well? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the waters started rising in the morning. We were supposed to be up at uh, UKDA having a meeting uh, with various people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I basically called, sorry, guys uh, currently got an issue Uh, and we bear in mind we've had floods here before they go into the garden that's fine and then the neighbours who've been here for about a million years said oh you don't need to worry till it gets in the driveway so then it got in the driveway and uh, I the first thing I moved was uncrashable three because obviously that's my most valuable possession Uh, that well not valuable monetarily although it's probably close, but... but It's most, most susceptible to rust. It, it, no, it's not too bad. It's, it's uh, The Gen 3 is terrible. That's off the road because the rust has got to the seatbelt mounting points, which is slightly awkward. That's Boris the Outback, um, which will return with a manual gearbox... At some point, maybe, I hope, with a low range. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I moved Uncrashable up the drive a little bit. And makes drive sound really big, but there's just a little bit around the side that I've been hiding him away from all the the thieves that exist around here because, you know, Swindonia. Um, and then um, it started rising more. So I then had to, I moved him onto a bit of grass, did some impromptu off-roading, um, much the entertainment of all the local villagers who were also out in the street watching their houses sort of slowly descend under the flood water, um, which was tragic, and then moved... Uh, well, they need something to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, <laughs> bit of joy for the village. Well, there's like a, I don't know, 10, 11, 12-year-old kid who's got a, a tractor, like a proper yard tractor, that he hurtles up and down just for fun most of the time, and he's got a PTO that he runs pumps off, so he comes and basically offers to pump out stuff with his tractor. And um, anyway, Sorry, PTO? He, uh, power take-off oh okay spinning actually thing that yeah, you can yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh anyway so he said oh i could tow you on there because you'll never make it up there at which point my intended approach which was slow and ginger so as not to do any damage bear on it's lowered any damage to the splitter and all that side was just to creep up there slowly for fear of having to be towed in a baby tractor by a child i decided that speed and power in a clarkson eskway was the way forward um, and basically rammed it with great speed and power um It survived. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think some of the rear diff might still be in the grass, but it it survived. But it wouldn't be the most embarrassing thing that's ever towed your (laughs) Subaru. No, no, it really wouldn't. (laughs) Renault van, wasn't it? (laughs) There lots of things to have towed that car. Yeah. Lots of things, but then it's towed quite a lot of things in its previous life. But let's not go so down the that al- hole. Audi, all okay. I moved it once. Thing, it will be all right. And then it got up to the door sills, and I missed it by about five minutes, I think. And it started getting inside, and I've already got mold issues in some of the leather door cardy bits that it's got. The mold just kind of reappears. And then some Egypt in a van decided to speed. He was a policeman, actually. He was a police van, speed through the village, making a bow wave mm-hmm. that then just pushed it that much over. And that's when it went over the number plate at the front. I thought, right, we've got to make moves. So I. I fired up the V8, fired up the Quattro, and then very slowly drove it to the bridge over the motorway um, to try and store it there. And then the motorway shut. So that bridge then suddenly had thousands of cars trying to get shortcuts through. And I was just sat there with a scowl and a beard on, trying to make sure nobody would come close to my car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Fiesta van, that did fine. And the electric, turns out electric's pretty good in water because they're so heavy, they don't float and they don't have any sort of suction or you know exhaust or anything to worry about. Um, so that went out last and that pretty much pushed you know that was that was at number play level and it was fine
1: i think i said to you at the time I've got I, electrics are always going to be really good in in uh, not complete submersion but going through deep puddles except for the tesla which the, the panel gaps would be the biggest worry on
0: well at least none of us bought oh oh yeah that was the other thing that happened pretty much in no, the no, same power of tragedy. i'm sure we've spoken about this before but i did buy a.
1: yeah no we, we said in the last um, we?
0: yeah we said in the last magazine cause it feels we'll, still recent when i see it i think oh crap the HMRC have arrived. And that yeah, really but you don't knows. see it for very long. No, <laughs> and I never hear it.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Recap of the cars. Covers done now. News. Interesting news. news. We were just voicing this because we mentioned how Starnogloss have moved to a very large new factory. Uh, I think I might be slightly in trouble with Cav because I suggested he might be five foot nine. I estimated his height so that you could get an idea of scale. And in retrospect, he might be a little bit more than five foot nine. But I always, I mean, I I know he's not as tall as me. I always look down on him. Um, So anyway. I can't think of anything to compare it to. Well, PJ, but then PJ is an inch taller than me. And Cav always looks tiny next to PJ, but then so does any homo sapien. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, but also we didn't, we failed to mention that uh, Dodo have moved as well. So I think I accidentally said that. And Crankalicious. And Crankalicious. And the whole, the whole. Whole shebang. Empire. Because they had loads of units on that uh, industrial estate. There it on, was. They? It was an empire, yeah. And and some were rented out, some were owned, some are leased. It's complicated. Have they found somewhere for the ambulance to sit while they carry on? They, I'm sure they have a secret storage place. Because the number of times I ask if we can go and do a shoot with that awesome Saab, um, uh, or the Ambulo, or even the Berlingo speed uh, v6 thing jiggles, mm-hmm. and the only offer i get is cab's bloody bmw which i've repeatedly said I, it just breaks my camera lenses i took some nice shots of it in for the last issue um and and that's kind of i feel all one should have to do when it comes to e46 BMW. it's
1: nice enough but it's not worth a two and a half hour drive
0: yeah <laughs> all the fake carbon fiber anyway um so i do it's banter we, we 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 mutually respect each other's cars although i don't think have has even seen the scoop it was just a little blue dot in the distance um so yeah we do we well, th- that was one of the news things there so were various other bits of news mixed sort of interest at uh, and colourlock color Lock is an interesting takeover yes Koch take taken over the uh, the German leather repair brand um some disties are going on there so Swissfax disties selling up shop and... yeah they're changing
1: over I don't know if they've found a new one yet but that's something that's happening in the new year uh IGL, I- IGL changed over that's gone to Scotland or something hasn't it
0: Yes, yeah, they moved up from uh, down south. Because I think it's brought into Holland and then subdisted out from there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a whole... I think, I think that ages ago I was, uh, I was in... Uh, well, you a Kenzo master. I was, yeah. I used Kenzo at one point, and that was that was a big thing at one point, where they was bringing it over into Holland and then bringing it over into the UK from there. So there were extreme middle middlemen taking extra money for quite an expensive product already. But yeah, well, post B word it makes sense to come straight.
0: So yeah, anyway, uh, so that was the news, and then as there said, are other things in the news, but... Yeah. You know, we're not going to give it all read. away. We expect that seven ninety nine. <laughs> um, so uh, the first stop was Waxstock, which was, huh, huh, so. It, this year, we had a day and a half, and it was a different format. And I, for one, liked it because it meant there was more setup up time for exhibitors, including the Friday. And the Saturday afternoon was kind of a bit quieter and calmer, and kind of you felt like you got more things done. Um, and there were kind of mixed on the ground, so to speak, getting kind of people's feelings. Um, uh, it was a mixed reception. I mean, what did you think of it? I'm just trying to I, I did come up on the Saturday, didn't I? Yeah, you made an appearance.
1: Yeah, I came. I came on the Saturday for a bit. It was, it was much calmer. Um, not as much. I think we've said this before. Not as much. Um, sort of B to B professional stuff going on as I think a lot of people envisaged it might be. Yeah. Um, did it detract from the Sunday? No, I don't think so. I think the Sunday was just as busy as ever, and I think yeah. everybody either did two days or just the one day on the on the Sunday. But. Um, yeah, like, like, like I think we, we, we say in our, our roundup, it was, a, it was a pivot. It was a, mm. one way to go. I think there is a lot more that they could
0: potentially do with it. There's lots of scope, lots and lots of scope. Particularly, I, the most of the aggro I was getting was from the kind of professional crowd. Now, I, half of them are kind of grumpy old people who, who, who will complain about everything because they can't say nice things. Um, but half of them did have legitimate points, I felt. Um, and so if they were to make like the Saturday afternoon prayer only, that would be kind of cool. Um,
1: it doesn't even have to be pro only, but just having a, a set area agenda that professionals can directly benefit from, even. Yeah. You know, there's a massive auditorium underneath.
0: That's um I've heard of this place, but like Narnia I've never technically been there.
1: Well just, just underneath World Back to there is a, there's this sort of auditorium educational area um that could be purposed for talks going on throughout the afternoon. And That'd be cool. That kind of thing. It doesn't yeah, it's gonna add a little bit of cost, but that'll be absorbed I, I imagine by the uh, by the exhibitors there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that would add a lot of value. It would. And and now the, the ticket cost is up to 25 quid a pop, which is in line with plenty of other shows, but it's still quite a lot of money. Um, and point out there is free parking and stuff like that, which at the NEC, I think parking is, what, 16 or 18 quid now, mm-hmm. just for, for going in, which is a pain in the ass for me. When I'm going in, I've got two hours to take sh- photos at a show. You know, first of all, you're basically in Birmingham, which is disappointing, and then then you're paying so much money to leave your car 16 miles away from where you need to get to. Basically in Coventry, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's bad. Uh, but anyway, so that was what I we've done a nice big feature on it. We've gone through features cars. There's a, 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 a Beamer you'll notice before, which is a 540i AC Schnitzer belonging to Dan Wood, uh, which won uh, the the kind of the main competition. I'd like to point out that there was also a lovely Subaru there, uh, which I believe came second in the competition and owned by the same chappie who did well last year as well. Um, so you know, just want to point out. Once again,
1: Subaru finishing slightly behind a
0: BMW. <laughs> oh, I've got a comment there, but I, I can't make it on, on a family uh, uh, thing. Um, so we then, we went even further north, didn't we? We, we took an aeroplane, despite nearly getting electrocuted by thunder and lightning.
1: That was my, breaking my duck. That was the first ever time in my 13 years, <laughs> years on this planet that I've ever actually been to Scotland. I, it was weird, wasn't it? I've got as far as the wall before and stopped. <laughs> Well well, it's here for a reason. <laughs> I've got my passport with me. Looks a bit cold.
0: See, well I regulated Scotland. I love Scotland. I I particularly like it above the kind of Glasgow Edinburgh Central Belt with the Canguans and Inverness is pretty, but strange enough I very rarely get an excuse to go up there. So Edinburgh's nice enough though. The shuttle from the airport's nice, but we the, didn't the, use the it. bit of Edinburgh that we saw, the sort of
1: getting to the airport and then driving five minutes away from the okay, airport
0: just, we'll take it from me i've walked around the whole it was town nice enough. so yeah it is it's lovely um and uh that was for clean fest which is like it's it's kind of a detailing show but it's also a it's more about detailed cars than detailing cars modified it's modified but not, well. not,
1: yeah not even so much about the uh modifying to make it go faster but modifying it aesthetically
0: yeah and it was it was interesting. It was a first show I've been to where people are allowed to walk around with um, cans of beer and dogs and animals and and. Stuff it was, like I that. thought it was a really good
1: show. Yeah, it was a nice atmosphere. It was definitely definitely worth the um, the day there and back.
0: Um, uh, yeah, it was a long day, mind, but yes, it was. Although EasyJet decided to get very expensive at that time for some reason, it's, you know what flight prices are going up and down like a yo-yo, and we managed to go when it was high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was. It was still cheaper than using a V8 petrol, but only just.
1: But really good atmosphere there, lots mm. of lots of little clubs exhibiting as well as some really interesting
0: um, mods yeah. in there as well. There was I some... really like the little Bedford van still. That was cool, the little pickup Bedford with. Um, and the other one that reminded me is I used to have a 306D turbo, and I took it to a Cos. Uh, who tuned it at vast expense to go ever so slightly less slowly, and uh, they were big in the max power days when I was young. And I, I want to say hip, but that never really happened. Uh, and they had a three o, no three o six seat uh, saloon, but they turned it into a three door. And I think anyone who's of, of my generation will remember it. it was a kind of a limey green colour. Um, and I'd never seen that car in the flesh, and finally I did manage to see that car. And they had a couple other like two hundred sixes and then.
1: Oh, these are the ones outside on the field. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. There
1: were quite a few there that remember from sort of Max Power shoots.
0: Yeah, well, I think they've still got the stock all, of most of those shows of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, they were the real deal. Some of them. Um, God, I remember when magazines were cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about we'll, that. We'll we'll never do that again. Um so anyway, after after Scotland, uh we made our uh, well actually I went down to Kent and covered the Lake Country kind of reopening opening day um at the same place that they've been for a while but now it's fully Lake Countryed uh without the kind of the KDS undertones. Um so that was a, a fun afternoon. They had a a particular note was a fake ac cobra it was a dax or something like that but he had a monstrous ls motor in it and did the most irresponsible but very cool burnout i've ever seen um and it was hilarious because there were people there with their pops and bangs 140s and 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 little you know girl cars uh, golf hours and stuff and then this hairy great man comes along with this cobra and and basically yeah just it, it was insane it was insane was, you try and do burnouts in fritz <laughs> Uh, no, that wouldn't be a good idea with no, the four wheel drive. No, Wouldn't no, work. No, and 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 he's only three hundred and sixty odd brakes, so that that probably wouldn't happen. Um, but we did that, and then and then we did our first foreign foray, uh, which was your responsibility, really. Where's that? Well, when we were to Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland!
1: I I can't
0: remember where we're up to in 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 the travels. Well, uh, yes. So I mean, it depends whether you consider Scotland as foreign or not. I, uh, yes, but that's that's no, anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if yes. You no. Need
0: his, his home address. I
1: so back it. in uh, March time, when I went over to the detailing show over in Tor, obviously we'd heard of, uh, Diamond Protect before. They'd send us some products a yes. couple of issues back. Um, but didn't actually know anything about them. So I um, finally managed to uh, bump into Roberto, um, the, the the boss over at the, the Swiss manufacturing company that has pioneered this diamond, uh, sorry, enriched diamond nanopowder, sort of effectively replacing the um, SiO2 or graphene, depending on where you stand in the world, um, in ceramic coatings as sort of the, 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 the active ingredient. So, yeah, spent chatting to him, and the more I spoke to him, the more... Frankly, the more interesting I found him and the company. So we saw him again at uh, Waxstock, and we were saying, "Well, we need to come over and learn a bit more about this. See what it's about. See if there is see if there
0: is anything to it, effectively, mm-hmm. or if it's just another one of these." He was a, he was a very charming man he speaks six languages is Italian spent a lot of his time working in Russia mm-hmm. uh, and I think sometime in the States and England he, he came to England I well, in Kazakhstan he spent a lot of time in yeah he was a well well- travelled fellow I mean I, I consider myself early been uh, into Basingstoke because well, he, he used to one of his thing he used to deal with
1: weapons contracts yes and would basically have to go in between all these NATO countries negotiating with with the foreign
0: office ministers, I, I, things details were shaky, but I get the impression there are some countries that are not allowed to supply certain things to other countries, but they're all allowed to supply and buy to third parties. So. Well,
1: it's not even that; it's it's things like you know the uh, the Eurofighter, where we man- manufacture some of the bits, France manufactures some of the bits, Spain manufactures some of the bits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So, but in order to sell the Eurofighter to Sudan or something like that, he'd have to get all of these other countries to sign off on the bit of paper. It's not just a one central Eurofighter Incorporated that can sign it.
0: That's it. And it's like the tanks going to Ukraine as well, the the uh, what you call it, leopard twos. They you had to get permission off Germany, even though the it would say French or, or Polish tanks, they have to go back to Germany and but say it was look
1: Switzerland that wanted to send over the leopard tanks, I think.
0: Oh, okay. Well I know plenty of people wanted to, but they all had to seek they were bought on the basis that you couldn't just put them on auto trader. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because I quite fancy a leopard too. It's kind of Ferrari's business model as well. You have to get permission from
1: them and everything.
0: Like yeah, you, you can get in trouble for. for well, you can get in trouble. For, we we won't talk in fact because we can get in so much trouble just mentioning. This, leopard, so. the Ferrari of the tankers. <laughs> there you go. Phew. Um, so yeah, we went over to Switzerland. It was a um, it was an interesting trip
1: it was really good Uh, flying over to Geneva lovely lovely part of the world although we couldn't see most of it because it was foggy Mm -hmm. Uh, got picked up by Roberto went and uh, had a tour of their lab saw some um, coatings being made live in front of our eyes and bottled so we've got the whole process down in in, uh, photographs for once which is nice yeah which we haven't actually had before you know we've, we've seen it being made but we haven't been able to photograph it for whatever reason and everything these guys are very open about it but showing us all of the enriched diamond powder how it's made and everything and there's there's a lot of really interesting tech
0: there yeah there's substance behind it it's yeah. not because i mean the only other diamond thing that i've seen in coatings is the latest car pro thing which i don't know very much about. Not. Um, no, it's called d isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Dimas was something else. That was an old. Uh, wasn't that an old. uh am sure that was a coating. Ceramic isn't it? one. Yeah. There was one ceramic with an S. Anyway, back in the day. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, 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 there's genuine stuff going on there. We haven't tested the coatings properly at all yet. So, we're, we're not saying they're the best thing since sliced bread, but we will be putting them on a car.
1: I mean, we've seen the effect of the raw ingredients and mm. the. We've seen that enriching the diamond nanopowder does make it extremely hydrophobic. And it's the if it's if you follow the actual science behind it, it is effectively the first super hydrophobic coating that we've actually seen on the market, a over hundred and twenty degree contact angle. They don't make that claim because they can't guarantee that's going to be replicated in every single scenario. But the the powder itself is one hundred and forty something degrees and once it's put into the coating that drops down to about one hundred and thirty two degrees, so they've still got twelve degrees to play with before it stops becoming super hydrophobic. Mm. So you've got a really good performing coating from that.
0: Yeah, the powder's insane. You you once it's been um, enriched, you can you literally put a water droplet and it, it'll encapsulate water droplets, so you end up with a spherical water droplet that's like a little bead or a marble. Um, and it's it's not just the
1: um the filling that they've spend a lot of time with it's the solvents they use so they flash off quicker you can um turn around card much quicker as a result so they flash off the cure time they can go straight outside within about an hour rather than 24 hours of Mm. indoor curing time so yeah interesting stuff there yeah yeah, no. It was, then it was,
0: after that, you went to I went Ireland. to Ireland, which I've been wanting to do for ages. So I used to spend most summers in Ireland since the late 80s. And uh, for various reasons, I don't anymore, sadly. Um, but it was nice to get back to Cork. And uh, we've got a distributor out there, which is washme.ie, Pascal from Weiler, uh, who in fact is Swiss, of all things. Um, and uh, he is the sort of main labo man out there, but he also does lots of other products, sort of poker and um, ADBL and stuff like that. Um, and he introduced us to... To Dan DM Detailing. And so we went around the shop. Uh, then we went over to DM Detailing, who's in uh, County Waterford, I want to say, or Wexford. Oh, one of the two, but he's about I've an hour. He's around. Drogheda? Yeah. Dro- yeah. Dro- uh, no, that was the uh, other one uh, who was flawless. Um, it started in Droicte and then went and up then to then it. Went up. yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean, also went to uh, what was uh, ostensibly a hand car wash, but that had also got a detailing bay and was doing higher end work as well. And basically, the whole idea was to get a uh, a narrative on the detailing industry in Ireland at all levels. We've talked to an enthusiast, we talked to a top end detailer, we talked to a, a detailer out in the, in the sticks, we talked to uh, this hand car wash sort of multi purpose site, and obviously a uh, reseller or distributor in the, in the form of Pascal's. So we've created quite a big report frankly on and it's quite interesting that we've never
1: really covered Ireland that much before considering that they are our sort of closest nearest and dearest yeah um and th- the differences in the detailing scene out there are quite apparent mm. you know you you do say that um, a couple of the guys themselves said they're probably about five or six years behind the, the rest the yeah, behind Mainland
0: UK. Uh, the, yeah, I would say what was interesting is uh, a lot of them didn't necessarily regard UK at, at the pinnacle. Pascal, for one, was like, "Well, Germany's leading the way, Italy mm-hmm. and, and the Scandies behind that, and then the UK behind that, and Ireland behind that." So it's very much we're kind of dropping dropping back. I think that's. I mean, that's one it's just apathy, isn't it? Yeah, I think <laughs> there is an element. Well, yeah. Um so and and also uh, pre B word everybody in Ireland used to buy from the UK and now they're all buying from mainland uh, Europe. So things take longer and it's it's sort of more of a fussle And I think it's just generally harder. But for Pascal, it's quite good because he's able to get in all these things in bulk and and, and is a kind of a one stop shop for pretty much anything and everything you'd need. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, it's an interesting article and it's nice to kind of get a, a, a have the opportunity really to do a big. Big scale article on something kind of grand topic stuff, and it's a bit different from what we've done before. Um, but after we did Ireland, uh, we well, I went off to get the cover shot because our initial cover shot idea uh, uh, was
1: well, it was, still, it was still in
0: transit, but yeah, we we're going to see what we
1: we uh, could get over at your next stop, which was autoglans.
0: Yeah, so the difference between Wales and Herefordshire at in places is is difficult to tange if you see what I mean it. an accent pretty much <laughs> well I love both obviously uh, but yeah I managed to to get a bit lost and then um and I was in the, the sparky car as well so range was very very limited and started realizing I was going to get savaged by sheep on a hillside uh, and and um yeah, got, it, my, got, got, my, got to be so excited about that. <laughs> yes after the arousal had calmed down <laughs> um but anyway went to go and see Autoglands who uh it, which was run by Joe Pritchard and he it's been running for quite a while we've done like a little history of auto glands and stuff like that in there um but it's a quiet brand it doesn't shout doesn't have a have a cav or an equivalent sort of social media guru it doesn't like get involved too much with groups even though there is kind of an association with perhaps the biggest facebook detailing group um but the uh kind of the line to it they just carry on doing what they want to do which is make good products and make it available and kind of a no-nonsense brand in that respect um, and we've tested a couple of their things over the years. And have when they won the mega to, test. They did.
1: Win
0: co won the
1: glass cleaning mega test with garage therapy. That's Both true. very good uh, cleaners in their own right.
0: Yeah, and they were and they were different as well. The GT one is more flexible, but I felt that in the right conditions, the um, moonshine was was superior in in, in certain situations. So yeah, it was, depending it was on covered. what you're trying to uh, what you're trying to clean yeah. off, and it smells like good enough to drink. Um, but don't drink it because it gives you the shit um, so uh, yeah we did that and that was really nice to go around there and they're proper petrol heads I mean they're not necessarily the sort of petrol heads you want to mix with you know they're, they're vagists mostly lots of lots of vaggy things but lots of interesting cars and they've got their own spray booth so they actually do proper work there I think you I think find the terms is vaginists, <laughs> vaginists. <laughs> but they, were... they have a meeting called vaginia <laughs> there were in their defense there were some other decent interesting cars um and uh their new project kind of show car for this coming year is a mark ii golf that's currently white so that'll be fun i do quite like a mark ii golf quite
1: it's better than mark iii <laughs> yeah <laughs> i
0: haven't met many people that go oh mark iii golf well you did no when i first met you no, I'd have I'd have was yours at four yes oh uh, yeah oh the, was mark the anniversary anniversary th- Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Pipe yeah. down. Uh, well, that was, I
1: was quite excited to the best. <laughs> oh, I had one of those, but I painted it Battleship Grey. <laughs> yeah.
0: God, uh, that right. car was terrible. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's uh, kind of the end of our, our, our uh, CCA saunters. Uh, and uh, then we, before the break, we'll go briefly through the new products. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as an overall thing, I have to say, a bit disappointed. It was like getting blood out of a stone with new products this time
1: around, wasn't it? it was difficult getting Not just actually getting the products, but getting information on them, finding interesting new products as Mm. well. Because there's a lot of V2s, V5s, rehashes and Mm. things like that. Not saying that there's nothing new about them, but there does seem to have been a drop-off in innovation in detailing products in the last year.
0: Yeah, exactly that and whether
1: and, that's down to uh, sort of financial availability people
0: are holding off on new research and development which is strange because you get tax breaks on that uh, i think there's an element of uh, post covid there was a, a rush and then this is the lull slightly after the rush mm-hmm. um also it's always disappointing in, in the winter issue because they release all these things at sema and so we get to see all the new things and then we don't actually get them in our hands
1: yes they don't actually exist in any other country apart from the prototype that they've taken over
0: to SEMA in the locked flight, um, the yeah, Pelican cases. Exactly, like exactly. And I did uh, this, we've got a proper article on SEMA and we're still un, un, unable to go to SEMA, but the, um, uh, I involved, I think I worked out, I watched 22 hours of video footage from various sources about SEMA this year. And um, yeah, so I l- learned a lot. You didn't f-
1: accidentally misspell that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> God, there's a lot of plumbers <laughs> over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh dear,
0: I I blame tiredness. And um, anyway, so we got lots of, of details and the, the lowdown and stuff there, and it was great. What I liked about the SEMA this year was the number of new brands that we know. So uh, Labo Cosmética, for example, went over there for the first time, and they were put in there. Um, and I'm trying to think of another one, but my mind goes blank. I
1: don't understand this obsession with SEMA has with putting all the newbies in like a quarantine hall their first year.
0: I I don't know. Is don't that
1: know. you know? If if nothing else, you want guys that are spending out the money to come over there for the first time to have a really really good experience so you think put them in with everybody
0: else not in the holding pen effectively which is the north hall but if you're a regular sema go and you just want to see the newbies then you just go to that hall and your job done because bear in mind the whole kind of area of sema is huge all the existing guys don't get the exposure to that (laughs) exactly it's a it's a no win it's a very
1: strange rule is all i'm saying i'm not saying it's
0: particularly right or wrong but you know
1: it's, it's odd
0: it is odd But it was interesting and watching those, so we've got a report on that and all the new stuff that has come out and in uh, the States, a lot of it was going to be available in kind of Q1, Q2, 24, um, which means that over in kind of the rest of the world will probably be six months later. So maybe ready for the next season.
1: It was quite interesting as well how many companies kind of hijacked the SEMA um, bug, if you like, to launch their own new products without actually going to SEMA because you had new new product releases from Gion uh, and Carpro with the two big ones. Very interesting products as well they've got coming out. Um, well, so Gion have, have read on all of their bottles now. They've got a couple of new products. They've also got some Seat accessories yeah. and masking tape, which I've only seen a um, CGI, yeah, a CGI thing of. Yeah, CGI.
0: I think I'm not entirely convinced it exists, but it's in there just in case it does. <laughs> it's clever though. The annoying thing is, I presume they'd be there. So I spent ages going through videos specifically looking for CarPro and, and Gigan and I only realised that no, they were basically kind of pretending saying, oh, for SEMA releases we're doing this, we're not actually there because we don't want to spend £100 billion having a stand but we'll, we'll kind of give the impression. Um, so yeah, we did, but in terms of the new products, I mean we tested some, there was none in terms of the software what I call, as in the liquid, the wet stuff, that really got me very excited.
1: Uh, we had a quite an interesting three-way citrus test. Yeah, was um, good. which was Which was good because it gave genuinely three different options rather mm. than saying, oh, this one's the best. Uh, we tested mild deep versus ECA cleaning versus gloss fuel. And they both offer different things. Um, and you can find out what those are by reading the magazine. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- No, to be fair, they, um, th- 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 there were differences in terms of the... So- the appeal for them so you got a bit more of a value for money versus uh stronger chemistry in there for slightly more effective cleaning but with a bit more risk in there um and kind of a a, a middle ground if you like Mm.
0: so it was it was interesting we did a couple other we did a tire twin test and stuff like that so yeah it was it's um it was it was cool but there was nothing that i kind of jumped out of bed for so to speak in terms of kind of blew me away but then again (laughs)
1: Built hammer Traceless is really interesting.
0: I the think yeah. the there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there, but you have to be
1: a bit of a nerd for it. But Traceless is really interesting because mm. they've spent a lot of time, and again, I watched a couple of their videos about it as well, um, working out a way of getting the uh, contact angle down on their glass cleaner which doesn't sound like oh god it's it's going to change the world let's uh, let's cure world (laughs) hunger it's all about wetting in in terms of first world problems if you've got a uh, a coated windscreen and you try and spray any any normal glass cleaner on it amazingly it's very hydrophobic and it pushes it all away so it doesn't actually get to do its job uh very very irritating as well it's a nice fresh coating and you try and use your screen wash on there yes traceless um aims to overcome that by being able to spread out with the wetting agents all over the surface, so...
0: Yeah, very good. It has a function. Yeah.
1: There are a couple of products as well we didn't feature for one reason or another. Yeah, my,
0: um, my favourite there was the 3D trim dressing. Um, it mm-hmm. was we, it was a ceramic. So 3D bought out the GLW range, which is their consumer range. And we tried their uh, QD. And frankly, I prefer the Beaded Up, which is their non, non-consumer non fancy range. So mm-hmm. we kind of recommended just a Beaded Up. Which...
1: But like you say, that, that whole range is very much aimed at... Uh, Americans. Well, no, not even Americans, but consumers but not consumers who are that that into detailing it mm. there's a lot of buzzword bingo going on with it it was like turtle wax two years ago I've exactly seen. so they they're, they're we haven't tested a, a, a bad product out of it per se, I don't think. but it's, the, uh, the, it's not Yeah, the glass
0: that. ceiling wasn't amazing. But the annoying thing is the glass ceiling on the one hand isn't amazing, but then the um, the ceramic trim dressing was, I really like that, the, yeah. how that went on. And that was some really crappy trim we tried it with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, it was an interesting one. And then Vizzer had some stuff that we so nearly managed to not.
1: Oh, get. so irritating. So, yes, have <laughs> got two new products coming in, in theory. They've got a pad cleaner. Uh, spray-on pad cleaner, which is useful, so you want to clean out all your pads in between. You've got a spray-on version of that. You can work into it and make sure all of the chaff is out of your pads before you use them next time. Great. No information on it. <laughs> it, doesn't, I don't, it doesn't actually exist at the moment. It's a CGI representation of what's going to exist sometime in the next sort of few months, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and they're also making changes to their pad range as well, changing over all of their pads to be this new thermo foam that is really good, but unfortunately that also means that all their nice... Budget economy pads, which are also very good pads, but just don't have the thermo technology, it can have a price bump. Kind of taking away the point of them. So I don't know it, what they're what they're playing over there. But
0: is yeah. thermo still new? I feel like we've, it's been with us for long enough now that we just sort of refer to it as thermo. Like no, of... thermo
1: is fairly new still because I think they that's only been out for about eighteen months or so.
0: Yeah. Yeah fair and, and, was, and
1: they have refreshed that thermo range as well since yeah, then yeah so.
0: that's true um, and then like uh, we got the diamond bright glass cleaner for uh, RVs and stuff and we really like the diamond bright glass cleaner and we recognise it because it's got a very special smell and the way it works is, is kind of you can tell it but it was basically it,
1: it, the same as, it, it's as the, the diamond bright glass cleaner yeah they have a glass cleaner and they've just added oh, for RVs on the end of it yeah so very good cleaner for RVs but you can
0: just you know, glass <laughs> <base on> the <laughs> you use the car one by in bulk um so yeah, and then um more interesting I think was the hardware side of things. We had some really quite sexy things there, and these are the we'll 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 take a little break after we're doing the hardware just to let you recover. Mm-hmm. Um but first up there was a battery powered full size machine from Rupes at last. Um Ian, you had much playing sessions. I saw you putting your whole weight on a bonnet to see if you could stall it, which failed. Um and as in you failed to stall it. I failed a lot of things. <laughs> nothing new to add another one to the list <laughs>
1: no 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 had the new machines over from both Lake country and from um so so from roots and from Lake country that's why i couldn't yes. think of Lake country and late Con- hang on what... <laughs> no, from rupes and from Lake country so from Rupes, we had the new hlr15 and the 21 over mm-hmm. uh, both running on 18 volts 5 amp hour batteries and phew, cut to it impressive very impressive you know you can tell that they are four years, years newer in terms of technology than the Flex machines it really shows through and if nothing else Flex needs to get their act together and yeah. start, start looking at updating their machines because otherwise ROOPS are going to wipe the absolute floor with them I think mm. Um, with the Udos, we didn't actually get a chance to try it.
0: No, so we had a 110 volt Udos, and uh, so you have to buy your own transformer like the old Porter Cable days. Uh, but uh, until the of, 220 volt. Until the 220, out. yeah. So the 220-240 will come out. Um, but as I say, we had this kind of pre-release thing, and uh, someone who remained nameless, it wasn't one of us, uh, managed to destroy the Amazon special transformer. Uh, so we had a kind of a, a look and touch, but don't kind of turn it on approach it's kind yeah, of like
1: yeah they've yeah. Uh, they've updated the um switching because it's now three and one rather than mm-hmm. five in one It goes from rotary to eight mil to 15 mil mm-hmm. so um, they dumped 21 and three mil which is strange i would have kept 15 and 21 frankly i would have gone away with the rotary as well mm. <laughs> and gone like 12 15 21 um but yeah they, they have an eight mil there that apparently is for sanding the machine feels far too heavy for sanding from my eyes but Again, more more really cool engineering stuff going on, mm. and it is lighter than the other
0: one. And it's got knacker ducks. It's a hundred grams lighter. It's a bit longer. I love the ducktail cable that goes up, so it goes straight over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, There's
1: been a lot of really cool little touches put on it. Yes, uh, so you can see, you can see the amount of thoughts gone into it. I think when we had uh, J over. Um, last year for the podcast, earlier this year rather, for the podcast, um, there was kind of a um, discussion when I said, well, are you just going to make a simple machine? Hmm. I think that kind of where they need to go next is just making a couple of standalone machines and Hmm. then go, or you can have all three of these in one machine.
0: Maybe, maybe. I just know the cost of developing these things is huge and there's no point developing what the likes of Flex and Rupes really do rather well. Um, so a bit of sort of ingen- innovation and ingenuity, I, I do appreciate. What I really like about the UDOS in, in kind of existentially is it is designed with left hookers like myself in mind. Um, so you can use, it's, it's like with guns, is that you always learn how to use a gun, whether you're left or right handed in the same way. There are some very specialist left handed guns, sort of brush loaders and stuff like that. But the, generally speaking, you just put up with it as a right as a left hooker. Um, you know, you're 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 a left-handed man in a right-handed man's world, and um, but finally we have a machine that 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 we can use, so that's good. I'm trying to see if I've got like a fireworks effect anyway.
1: <laughs> no, no, I've got an interlude button though, so let's use that. <laughs>
0: I hope you're enjoying the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. Just a little reminder you can get your own copy of issue eighteen, i.e., what we're talking about, uh, on pre order if you go to www.prodetailermagazine.com. All orders received prior to twelve noon tomorrow, Thursday, the fourteenth of December, twenty twenty three, will be sent out just before Christmas. Any orders received after that will be sent out shortly after Christmas. Anyhow, back to the podcast. And we're back, and we are talking about issue eighteen. We have tea now, so you might hear me slurping. Yeah, we'll hear much, much slurping. The soundtrack to 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 Ian's life. Um, But the guide section was one that was really fun this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it kicks off with another trip down to the south coast which i always enjoy doing Uh, and we went with uh james at jdk to a marina and uh the uh, element of boat detailing we're doing is uh teak decking which sounds really niche because it's really niche but uh the interesting thing is because of tiktok and other nefarious powers in this world um people are doing it wrong and destroying teak decks which can cost up to 120 thousand pounds um on boats and so things like pressure washing and heavy scrubbing and stuff is a bad idea for a real teak deck so we give you everything you need to know about teak decks for that time when we all get our super yachts also rolls royce uh, also rolls royce and uh, wasn't there a pickup truck that had teak deck in the back of it oh there must be a fancy pants one Anyway, well, yes, so Teague, you, you read it and you'll know your stuff and become particularly interesting at dinner parties. Uh, and then we got onto the tip of the matter. Uh, and there's a bit of a history to this. <laughs> the you exhaust. laughed, I laughed. <laughs> bit, yeah, just move on, move on. <laughs> I was trying. Um, so, not that long ago because I'm desperately trying to uh, move on my manual Audi D2 S8, it is one of three cars and at a very, very good value price given how much has been spent on the car, um, I was trying to clean the exhaust and I was really struggling which is weird because I have exhausting. It's exhausting. Everything. <laughs> it's exhausting. Hey! Oh, come on, press a button for that. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and I was uh, struggling. I was trying everything, Kronos uh, from Labo, which is a, a decarbonizer, and various sort of wheel cleaners, and metal polishes, and drills, and all sorts. So I, I thought, let's do something on exhaust tips. Meanwhile, little did I know that Ian was trying to push on his uh, little A class Mercedes um, AMG, not AMG, and uh, he was. Engineered by. <laughs> uh, he was uh, polishing his tips on, on that, uh, and apparently he was very satisfied. And sold the bloody cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better than you. <laughs> um, just more estate agents than there are connoisseurs. Um, but uh, the uh, upshot was that he thought, let's do something on exhaust tips. So we both... To be fair, I
1: I spent probably two or three hours just going through the motions of getting all this old carbon off and everything like that, and really successful and polished everything up and put them back on the car. And I
0: went, shit, I really should have photographed some of that. <laughs> yeah. I I did have a similar thing, but I'm glad I didn't because I basically failed. So uh, I went down to Devon and picked up another S8 exhaust because I thought it might be specific. So it's got a stainless steel kind of almost billet, probably not, um, uh, tip trim, so to speak, on the back, which is welded onto the back of of D2s uh, to the point where the whole exhaust is one piece from factory. And if you want to change the back box, you actually have to cut it and then get there are special brackets that Audi provide at vast expense for you to reconnect it. But anyway, so I found another of those uh, at the lovely D2 doctor's and bought that down and then we had uh you had a bimmer didn't you for a bit of fluffing
1: yeah no one of, one of my customers had a um uh e46 that is Lovingly restored and taken care of for far too much money, but you know, it's everyone's got to have an obsession. But his his tips were in his tips were in need of buffing. <laughs> and you know, uh, but it. they they'd had a good twenty odd years worth of carbon build up on them and these are this, this is one of the things we were looking at. What can you do on the car and what can you do if you're if you've got these um, removable tips. So the Mercedes had them, you had to undo a couple of um, star nuts and you can just pull them off. BMWs have them, they're on um shims, and there's no Screws on them. Uh, my old A five had them, and we actually took them off when we did mm. uh, issue eleven, when I we remember. were doing that refurb on the A five. Um, so the the upshot of being able to take them off is I wanted to see what effect um, an ultrasonic cleaner would have on them, because effectively, if you if you can shake all this carbon off uh, mm. using something like a um, uh, a carburetor cleaner, something like yeah. that. And if that's incredibly efficient, we wanted to know about it. So, so yeah, tried, uh, we ended up doing in two stages. So we wanted to see what we could do with... You, admittedly, we took the car off of your exhaust to start with because yes. it was just easier, uh, had, had, the, had the exhaust on some stands and went through using a strong hydrochloric wheel acid and a... Um, and Chronos, uh, Kronos, yeah. uh, a decarbonizer from Labagon Medical called Kronos. and compared what results we could get, showed the upshots and downfalls of each, and added in some sort of drill brushes in, and just sort of how 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 far can we uh, how far can we push these? Um, then we switched over to the tips and uh, showed what you can do with, say, both the um, carburetor cleaner and Chronos, not only the uh, within the ultrasonic machine for the carburetor cleaner but using chronos with a little bit of heat because it's a heated ultrasonic cleaner and um and an ultrasonic and it was quite drastic the some of the results we got and yeah, how, just shows how much this ultrasonic cleaner could potentially add i think the the, the cleaner was only about Eighty odd quid.
0: Yeah, we bought for the it. machine.
1: We, I can't remember we bought it for a mega test. We a while bought. Oh, yeah, I can't remember what we bought it for either. But we ended up using. I think the only time we ever actually used it in the magazine was when we were doing the interior parts on your Subaru, and I started That's chucking true. loads of bits through it, and it was really really yeah. good at getting the grot out that was just with a sort of an apc type cleaner in the tank
0: yes now since then it's been sitting my my um well in, in the pdh it has been
1: floating in your garage floating there <laughs>
0: um but the, the more importantly just a, a bit of a safety warning from first-hand experience so even if you turn the heat off on an ultrasonic cleaner it still heats it because of all the vibrations and stuff like that now i'm of the old school so i generally feel that brake cleaner can do everything and anything it'll solve everything from you know diseases to 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 divorce it'll it'll do everything and it will
1: and it, it can <laughs> like like the genie it will it will give you your wish perhaps not in the way you intend it though
0: <laughs> yes so if you have an ultrasonic cleaner and you have brake cleaner do not uh, combine the two trust me on this um brake cleaner has a very low flashpoint so it will go bang at, at relatively low temperatures
1: it's not even that it's the fostering gas that's relate that's released by brake cleaner um and i think it gasses off at something like i can't remember if it's 90 degrees or 130 degrees which is why you should never use brake cleaner or on hot brakes um because i think it is as low as 4 parts per million is a terminal right yes to, to, I huge, go, to humans yes to lungs even to Bert's, yes, in, yeah. into your lungs, your Marlboro-soaked lungs, <laughs> Benson edges. Thank you very oh, much. Smoking for years, I, mean, I don't need. I can I can ignore ignore a bit of exhaust gas. <laughs> I had Benson's
0: special filter back in the day, but we're not promoting smoking. It's very bad. We both vape now.
1: So yeah, whatever you do, don't take advice from Bert on uh,
0: using brake cleaner. Yes, don't. Well do take my advice when I say use brake cleaner but not in a uh, ultrasonic cleaner because you you can get bang bangs Um, anyway moving rapidly on from explosions um, we did chemistry corner well you did chemistry corner on sls sodium laurel sulfate
1: yes and it's one of those um, chemicals that's in so many of the products we use and we don't really know that much about it so it was just breaking down what it is what it does what the alternatives are dangers and the benefits that it gives you there's a really uh, nice little experiment in there just to show the um basically what wetting agents are and that's because that's one of the functions of of sls is a wetting agent and how that's used to increase efficiency in a shampoo for example Mm. so rather than just beading up all over the top of your protected car it will actually wet itself out and spread over a little bit like we were talking about earlier with the built Hamburg traceless um yeah, and it's just a way you can visualise that yourself at home if you so wish with only Blue Peter badge. Yeah,
0: and again, more first date material. We are providing everything the New Romantic would need, really. Oh, right? it does lubricate. It, it does. <laughs> um, and then we had a monster article on green detailing. So... Uh, Detailing in an environmentally conscious way, and this was a, a, I say, a team effort. We 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 spread our wings and and made contacts and talked to to cleverer people than us and various manufacturers who are doing uh, varying levels from uh, crevi- uh, providing sort of refillable uh, bottles, which is great, and stuff and concentrates, great, and using recyclable plastic, which is good, or plastic that's already been recycled, which is better, uh, and even one company. And I'm trying to remember whether it was deep or Gloss Fuel. I think it was Mylee. Uh, had recycled loo paper and used recycled uh, biodegradable labels and tape. Yeah, and that's magic. they've gone quite deep in it in their <laughs> Quite
1: deep in it <laughs> at their um, at their HQ. They've got solar panels everywhere and uh, recycled boxes. They're recycling as much as they can. It's it's, it's a good aim, you know. We we are by no means tree huggers here. Um but, oh, well, but, you have an electric car. I think yes, but it, but, but even, place, even less so than I. Um, seen polar bears every day of my life. But no, it, it's. <laughs> It's got, almost got to the stage where there there are fewer and fewer excuses for manufacturers not to take environmentally-friendly routes to mm. their packaging, to their distribution, to just how they put their stuff together. Um, you know, you see a lot of um, – see sorry, I've seen a couple of um, manufacturers bring out glass-bottled um, products, which mm. they've tried to label up as environmentally-friendly, but then you find out that it's actually – More energy intensive
0: to recycle glass than it is to make new out of (laughs) silicon. And, is it's, and it's heavy, um, so transport, and and so we've been looking at the whole kind of carbon footprint of everything, and also yeah. we've given you some tips on how you can reduce your things. So little things that you might not have realised. So, for example, per minute of usage, you use less water using a typical pressure washer than you do just using your garden hose. Um, so you know, use pressure washers, not hoses.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not trying to guilt you into uh, feeling bad for the environment. It's just general information that you can use to maybe make make the odd little change you probably won't even notice that
0: cumulatively can make quite a big effect. Yeah, I think just by researching it, I'm going to be pressure hosing instead of using the, the, the garden hose to water the plants, I'm going to be using the pressure hose now. It's, 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 it's going to be a good idea, I'm sure. Um, but moving on from horticultural destruction, we did a celebrity interview, well, a detailing celebrity interview, somebody who we actually, I did an interview with him on camera back in 2017 or 18. Um, but finally, we've got him in print. And he's... Absolutely fascinating bloke as well. Yes, genuinely really, really interesting. And I put him in the kind of the same level as your Mike Phillips sort of thing, and it is Jason Rose. Uh, so Jason was previously Maguire's for many, many years, uh, ran his own detailing company that actually paid for him to go through college and all sorts. Uh, and uh, of, of late, I say of late for really quite a long time, he's worked for Rupes and was instrumental in setting up Rupes USA. Um, and he's got lots of really interesting things to say and lots of tips and advice for those wanting to go pro and also just sort of general life advice in some some cases. Um, so that was a, a, a fascinating article and a big thanks to Jason for taking the time. We When we do these, we, we get in contact with people and we send and over the questions and ask them to fill out answers and jason went above and beyond in terms of uh, creating really nice expansive far-reaching and, and engaging answers so so that's awesome it's like,
1: a sign of somebody that's interesting to talk to somebody that respects other people
0: mm. wanting to know about them oh i think it's my favorite article in the, in, in this issue i have to admit it's, it's fascinating um we did uh, and again we wanted to just sort of zip through this lot otherwise it's going to be a very long podcast indeed but um we uh did an article on a.i. Aye. Aye. And there's a little twist at the end of it, which uh, we won't give away, but it's it's, uh, entertaining. Is it? Yeah, I thought so. I wrote that. Yeah. Well... (laughs)
1: No, again, again, it's just it's, it's touching a little bit on on AI. And, oh god, I saw a uh, saw a post earlier uh, this week. I think it was about somebody complaining about how all these bloody internet articles are just written by fake AI generation now. And no one, yeah, okay, but most of the stuff you read online, you're not actually paying for. And for the majority of these articles, they're there to increase their company's SEO presence and mm-hmm. relatability and. Uh, I think it's the, the authority. Statistic. Authority is, is,
0: is a significant thing, yes.
1: So they're not—they're not necessarily things that you would expect people to deep dive down in and read and take as um, sort of take as biblical fact. But if you're trying to, for example, create some back-end content for your website, if you're trying to make your social media posts a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. and. Don't want to pay a professional hundreds and hundreds of pounds to basically rewrite copy for you a i can be really useful it's, and its potential for future is is quite astonishing really you know you you can be at the stage where you're spending less time answering the generic queries if you like from um from customers by your a i learning your existing responses and able to Respond to, how much is a mosh? Well, exactly. A chatbot doesn't get impatient and angry with people who just say, how much, how much? And chatbots aren't, you know, chatbots have historically been really irritating when you're trying to get in touch with your bank or something like that. But the technology is evolving so quickly. You know, a couple of years ago, things about 2019, 2020, um, Google released a version of their AI that was able to phone and book a... a, restaurant. A, re- a reservation at a chinese restaurant which you know in a Reserves very a in a very restaurant. no in a very unracist way the- <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm not a racist but no but i it, want lower bunk it wasn't an, it wasn't the easiest conversation for to to understand both ways so mm-hmm. the the fact that the ai managed to adapt to questions asked in a way that perhaps wouldn't have been asked by a native speaker Mm -hmm. shows the amount of learning and um and research that's gone into building
0: these things and and they're not mimics is a problem i have if i'm ever talking to somebody with an accent then i i I, I accidentally start mimicking that i had my my hand
1: hand over a button when we were doing we were talking about
0: the irish article i'm just waiting i was waiting (laughs) for this going (laughs) see i'm not going (laughs) to do (laughs) either Um, So, yeah, AI's got got potential and don't write it off just as something to make kind of um, uh, CGI style Lego images of cars, which is what seems to be plaguing my Facebook feed at the moment. Um, This moves on to a brief history of Dr. Beasley's, which is a brand over the States and it lets us know how it kind of started and matured. And it's an interesting company that has an interesting backstory. I've never
1: understood how they're not bigger over here. Because they've got some really interesting stuff. Yeah, I think... I and they've think always it's... been around.
0: Mm, nobody's and just imported them, I think.
1: Admittedly, we I think that one of the contacts we've had with them was when we did our, me- our leather mega-test mm. ages ago. And because they are not big over here, they're not really on our radar, and we had so many other... Contestants. Com- yeah, so yeah. many other contestants in there, we kind of missed off a lot of Beasley's. And um, yeah, it, I think we had a, had a message from them saying, oh, we'd have liked to be involved in this. i like, <laughs> uh, do they you know. like yeah. So I don't do think they, do they have a UK distributor. No, I. I, have to, I, mean, I see I've, them every now and then but I think yeah. they're directly imported by individual resellers
0: but yeah. I, I could be wrong don't, don't, don't yeah. see me <laughs> not again um, so anyway that's interesting broadens one's horizons um, and obviously we are truly international magazines so we like to feature all around the world um, and then I've got here Marrow Arabia which is uh, Martin Barrow went to Arabia and so we have a it sounds like a children's story It does. So Martin went to Arabia and <laughs> got a <the> camel <laughs> Which he did. Um, So, uh, Martin, we've known him for years and years. He's a a well-known, respected detailer in the UK. And he uh, basically got an opportunity to set up a business out in Abu Dhabi. I say that slowly, not not, simply because I'm trying to remember if it was Abu Dhabi or Dubai or... or, uh, Arabia. Arabia. Arabia.
1: I can't remember the name.
0: Riyadh, Riyadh, Riyad. There you go. Didn't they do football-y things there or Olympic-y things? You're the sports fan. Sure. Okay, um, but anyway, he went there, and uh, this is a story of all that kind of happened, and and you know, he's, he's literally, as of I think a couple of weeks ago, actually got over there, so this was the lead up to it, and it's a kind of Dear Diary thing, uh, we will hear from him in future issues, I am sure, and how he's getting along. Um, and then that brings us nicely into the wellness section, which is a bumper wellness session this time.
1: Yeah, we missed it out of the last couple, mm. um, just because we, we kind of didn't want to write anything without... Authority when it comes to wellness, so we've been mm. looking for specialists
0: to write some bits and pieces for us, and we found them. Yeah, yeah, they um, and it was great actually because the other, well, the other side is we didn't want to repeat because you can you can get a bit repetitive. You talk about mental health; that's a big a big topic, but we've been able to focus that down with an article on ADHD in this issue, mm-hmm. which was fascinating and close to well your hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas uh, we've and we've got a, a proper. Um, Mercer from Miner, in fact, a proper kind of therapist who knows all about it with first hand experience and stuff like that, so that was really, really interesting um, and then one on burnout, which is written by a detailer that i 've known for many years uh, it 's anonymous um, but it 's a very personal first hand account of of his the, kind of the last four or five years. Um, and I think it's something that we can all kind of learn from and appreciate. So it's, a, it's, it's an article well worth reading, particularly for professionals. Um, and then the final section in there was actually originally going to be part of the Green article, but that just got so huge. Um, we talked to Andreas Nuna, who is the ke- uh, the chemist, the boffin, uh, also the doctor of neurogenetic something or others uh, from Nanolex. Uh, and he's a very cool guy. And he kindly answered lots of our questions on chemical safety with a view both to human health but also to environmental kind of health and safety Um, which doesn't sound super exciting but trust me it is if you wanted to make some of the most poisonous chemicals in the world just read this and do that very straightforward it's exciting to know
1: which bits not to drink yeah it's it's always good knowledge to have tucked away in the back if you're noggin
0: i mean my default is always try it and see what happens Mm, Toluene, (laughs) spicy (laughs) potassium cyanide (laughs) Um, so uh, we do that, and then uh, the final kind of bit of the uh, trader talk section is on branding, which is an article that has, <laughs> this is a it's an, this is an in joke. They're not very funny, but basically, Ian wrote this article about three years ago, mm-hmm. and it's been our kind of uh, we want to get it into the mag every single time and then for whatever reason there's not space but this time uh, an advertiser who will remain nameless completely let us down along both with with uh, side editorial side and we were screwed so we we put it in and finally it's got an airing and it's a hilarious article um i know it doesn't sound it but trust me it's got some cool kind of graphics in uh, where we've fiddled we've kept the color scheme of a particular brand but then change hilarious the is a little bit of a stretch for it but there's a low bar at the moment it's december yeah. um and uh no so it's a fun article well worth reading and we're just very glad to finally get it's a little
1: out. bit about color psychology and mm. it's, it's one that's very good for you know professionals and their companies well when you're actually designing things out try not to have the traditional white and red with a car yeah. silhouettes
0: <laughs> well funny you say that i've been uh, we've also been working on something called detailer directory and the um which has brought us into exposure with literally 1500 balloting company logos so we've, we've started Worth
1: mentioning, uh, if you're a professional, uh, go and look up your company and make sure you sign up
0: on it. Yeah, it's free. And yeah. many of you will already have a profile there. You need to claim it because we've built it. And uh, if you don't, then you can create it. But do check for your own first. Use your postcode to find yourself. Um, very zen. <laughs> very zen, isn't it? <laughs> um, which brings us on to the MT. Mm-hmm. And it does. It does. So, Well, God, I've not been looking forward to doing this mega test. No, no. This is why I wanted to do tar (laughs) removers. It would have been easier. It's so boring tar removers. I quite like tar removers solvents for.
1: Yeah, they're they're very binary at the end of the day. They either work or they don't work, and they either fuck up something or they don't fuck up something. So, no, we we finally pulled out the stops because we were originally going to do this a couple of years ago, wheel cleaners. And we were in contact with Castle Coombe, Coombe. Um to um, the, the the kind of arrangement was that they would go without washing their was it ten what were they
0: Foxes um, there was something kind of un, un, maybe MX fives something basically the track experience cars that... yeah I'm sure they were, they were hatchbacks
1: um, they were, they were going to not wash their. Uh, wheels off, uh, I think it was like two months or something like that, and we were going to go down there en masse and we were going to test all of these and they'd be roughly the same because that's the problem with doing these tests is finding some way of getting consistent subjects to mm. test them on because, you know, you got you, you only got a choice of four wheels on a standard car you know it's, it's very difficult to find cars that are all doing exactly the same thing mm-hmm. for the same amount of time that you can uh, reliably test against um so this meant that anyway that that fell through but so when we finally came around to doing uh wheel cleans this time we had to we had to be a little bit of a dictatorship with what we were going to enter, um, which you'll notice that we didn't put out a big oh, what's your favourite wheel cleaner on social media, as we would normally do for the mega tests. I did on my OnlyFans, but uh, to be fair, and th- this was so that we could control the entrance, but not so, not so we put sort of favourites forward, but so we got a good mix from across the board of different chemistry-based cleaners. Mm looking into what's actually out there in the world... Um, we, we, I think we've tracked down SDS sheets, which are su- surprisingly difficult to come across for wheel cleaners these days.
0: Yeah, in, I, out in the wild, I have to. Admit, it is disappointing how few manufacturers are making them easily available. Um, and again, I would uh, congratulate, frankly, uh, Ultimate Finish as a reseller because they make all, and others may do this, but I haven't seen it. Uh, make all of the SDSs available on their website for everything they sell, which is uh, a, a one
1: right one thing, thing that do. I think all retailers need to follow in the footsteps of. You know, it's. You need to be able to access that information um, to make an informed decision, frankly. Mm. Um, but the, so we we tracked down fifty odd popular wheel cleans around the world and looked at the the base chemistry behind them, um, and basically showed that there were three main ingredients, active ingredients, if you like, across the across the wheel cleaners with a few sort of outliers, some using some very strange and potent chemicals, some are using
0: sulfuric acid in theirs. And and also some were disc- using the same chemical under a different name.
1: Yes. Again, another thing with uh, SDS is there's so much, um, especially coming out of the States, there's so many companies putting their SDS out there with... Um, fake names or trade secret attachment not telling you that for example's got sodium hydroxide in yeah. a ridiculous quantity in there and because they're not telling the ph as well and yeah it gets very difficult to make these informed choices so we we gathered together a um selection of different cleaners we teamed up with steve of geeky detail reviews who has probably more experience testing at least the consumer market if not a wider range of cleaners than we have well he's a massive wheeler file he does like his wheels um and he's i think he said he's tested about 80 in the last couple of years so that's, that's a pretty broad selection to, for him to make his choice of three cleaners from so kind of cut through the competition these have already been tested i already know these are the best ones i've tested comparably so mm-hmm. that's his three um originally but you were going to be choosing some of our favorites that we've tested over the last few
0: issues but that changed to well we saw a pattern and mm. basically we realized that half of us kind of ones we talked about were what we call trade favorites and the other half were kind of i wouldn't say traditional favorites so the ones that i chose were ones i've I've used kind of many times before in different situations and that i just knew were different and good um so there there were some replacements so yellow mellow was the old dodo juice one and that's uh, obviously no longer with us tragically um so i used deep purple which is their replacement for it um and that was kind of the input but it's not a direct replacement
1: because one thing yours all had in common was they were combined fallouts indeed Which
0: is very difficult to find a wheel cleaner nowadays That isn't combined with a fallout remover True, and there's a a balance between the amount of wheel cleaning The amount of fallout removing And all the other aspects of them Mm -hmm. Um, So we had, yeah, we had Dodo, Megs uh, And what was the last one? That's how tired I am. Well, Halfords. Halfords, yes. Halfords, Halfords Advance. I, yeah. Um, Which
1: came very highly recommended from Steve originally. It, yes,
0: indeed. That's one that I hadn't. And it was the first Halfords Advance we got in there. And I've seen lots of things online about people, oh, it's all going to be rubbish. or sort of <laughs> Hell no. They, they sell more car care product to the public than than anyone else in this country. Uh, and they, they've got the, the knowledge of what people want. And they've got the resources to, to develop it or pay someone to develop it. So from my book, I would be looking very closely at what Halfords are able to produce. In fact, I think
1: half has have got that knowledge by buying in brands, seeing what sells, and then copying their chemistry. But we're not going to go into that now. <laughs> oh, we're not going into that now. How, how big to prison cell do you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, worried for, about me. The final, the final three um, were the ones I put forward, and I tried to take a, a harsher end of the scale, um, going from getting more... Prefer- harsher? You were
0: positively atomic.
1: Yeah, no, well, one of the things that worked. Um, so I put forward uh, auto smart smart wheels, for the extremely alkaline section, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, bil- cleaner, cleaner. uh which is hydro- hydrochloric acid, and something a little bit gentler, as it were, but that's always had a good following between consumers and professionals alike, mm. which is bilberry from Valet Pro.
0: Yeah, careful, because there are a couple of people. I think Angel Wax do a bilberry too, yes. and a couple of other companies do. So yeah, the Valet Pro one, which I've used for yonks, and it's just it just gets the job done, doesn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, those are our contestants in there. We ran them through a series of uh, little tests indoors just to see what the... Um, characteristics of them are how they react to paint how they react to bare metal so we could take that into our assessment and then you went outside with uh steve uh, with
0: gloves St- on yeah started to have a bit of a squirt mm-hmm. um, and steve brought along he's got this massive t5 or six i don't know vag van basically um with monstrous big wheels um i didn't know he was a drug dealer but you know and um so we kind of divided the wheels up did some some spraying, some testing some swipe testing uh, i brought along my equally as manly bright red ford fiesta Stefan. And we did the same on that. And then a couple weeks beforehand, uh, Ian and I had shifted down to a breaker's yard and nicked some wheels off a BMW, uh, as is traditional. And um, one of those wheels was kind of Godzilla of wheels. It was absolutely terrible. It, It looks like somebody had run without brake pads for quite a while or uh, something was seized on or something like that and yeah, just,
1: there's a photo of it on social media if you'd seen it, it yeah sort of it thing is, happens in BMW after a couple of months of ownership we put that wheel onto I uh, say our socials just to see uh, what would you use to to get rid of this and to to sort of clean this up and the responses ranged from yes yeah, some, some really harsh Seenus, um, to fire cleaners, yeah to oh just them refurbished well that's not really the fucking point it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I hate social media <laughs> that wasn't the question, go and sit at the back of the room, no, turn around <laughs> in the cupboard, send in the headmaster oh sorry, this is yours I mean, <laughs> I've been hanging around you too long <laughs>
0: um, but in, in, in fairness, the best way to solve it would have been a refurb, uh, but the uh, answer is that we well, we came to conclusion that we're not going to give away those conclusions, but they're interesting and not what you expect, I can guarantee that um, if, you re- if you read our mega test before, you know we don't look to automatically
1: find the best product and name it and give it a trophy or anything like that. We try to give you the data to make your own choices based on the situations you're in, and this kind of takes that to another level.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we're really explaining on the sides. And in a way, we kind of give you the equipment to be able to, or the, the knowledge, so to speak, to make your own decision, even if you're not using any of the one products that we've, we've actually been featured in this mega test. So quite, quite, quite sort of a... I quite liked it, to be honest, overall. Still want to do tar remover at some point because i love all the solvents you can do that on your own with your own magazine yeah i do in your spare time in my spare time okay okay okay. well we are very close to wrapping up uh the final article is the showcase which was done by daniel et of washing gloss who's down on the south coast i want to say brighton but it might be hove but it might be chichester so somewhere on the south are two of those the same place uh, I don't really know. I, I'm not familiar with that. I thought Brighton Hove was just kind of uh, no, general. But, uh, I think there's definitely a Hove and there's definitely a Brighton. Chichester's a bit further along. Chichester is a bit further along, yeah. But anyway, down there, and it was a Sirocco that the owner had bought and sort of started modifying a bit and paint was on his list and he was in a car park and somebody sidled up and said, I'll tell you what, under quid and I'll give your car a rub, give it a polish. And he thought, that's a great idea. And so that happened and the car didn't, didn't, survive well um so it was down to danny to basically fix it up and uh there's kind of a a moral lesson to it as well as a very shiny uh v-dub at the end of it so that's a kind of interesting little read at the the end um but yeah so that's issue 18 uh just to give you a low down we was very unenthusiastic
1: uh, (laughs) that's issue 18 i guess I don't know why we Birmingham for an unhealthy- oh, don't.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, it is available to pre-order. Um, but the pre-orders are stopping on Thursday, which is tomorrow, which is the 14th. assuming I get this out tonight really. It is really. Yeah, but is the 14th tomorrow? I've, yes, I've been on yes. a diet and every day Yes it I, is. Tomorrow right is I'm the 14th. And and that's how I know what they- is, Probably
1: I around about midday, we're going to have to close off pre-orders, and yep. after that, you are more than likely going to be waiting until the new year to receive it.
0: Yes, because I'm working over Christmas, so I'm not able to, as in not at this, so I'm not going to be able to do all the uh, shipping and stuff like that. We'll get everything
1: so. out before Christmas that we can, but yes. just postage, that's how it works, unfortunately. That's why you shouldn't privatise
0: the bloody Royal Mail. <laughs> 100% agreed. Um, but anyway, before we get into politics, uh, the uh, magazine is available for pre-order on the website, ProDetailerMagazine.com or oh. have a look at our social media with lots of links.
1: We will have some new hats as well at some point.
0: Oh yes. I was, I when they're to actually arriving. Yes. Beanie so, hats, yeah. yeah. They'll be coming out. That'll be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Keep it on social. We'll put out when they're, when they're out. Indeed.
0: Be- um, but anyway, in the meantime thank you very much for listening uh, and we hope to come back with a podcast next year, a new series and uh, we will be in touch soon. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Say goodbye dogs. Woof. Now uh, they're all asleep. <laughs>